Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to the Fourth Quarter Lights podcast. This is your host, Andrew Galvin. Just wanted to give a midseason recap on the Georgia Bulldogs and to talk about the never-ending quarterback saga uh, drama that seems to always revolve around Georgia football. Now, just a quick recap, UGA is 7-0. and They are undefeated. They beat Clemson to start the season. We are on a bye this week. Florida coming up next week in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. At the beginning of the season, or in the offseason, if you would have told me that JT Daniels was going to be injured, Georgia's wide receiver room was going to be depleted to the point where we were traveling with seven wide receivers to away SEC games, for example, Jordan Hare. We were going to be missing, you know, Kyrus Jackson, Jermaine Burton. We knew that we were going to be missing George Pickens. We didn't know that Eric Gilbert was going to be MIA. We didn't know that Darnell Washington was going to get injured. I mean, there's just, there are so many different injuries that have happened to Georgia. It, it's truly unbelievable. And again, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season or in the offseason that all of those players were going to be injured and yet Georgia was going to be 7-0 and going into the Florida game, I would have, I would have laughed. I would have said there is absolutely no way that that's possible. But it's the reality. Uh, UGA is 7-0, and and, and guys have stepped up. Uh, freshmen, you know, it, the, the phenom Brock Bowers has just been absolutely phenomenal. He's got over 400 yards receiving. He's got seven uh, receiving touchdowns. I mean, he, he's on pace for if, you know, if Georgia uh, does in fact make it to the SEC championship game and we're already bowl eligible, you know, so a minimum of 14 games, uh, based on that, you know, it's looking like uh, Brock Bowers really could hit that 1,000-yard uh, season, which hasn't happened for UGA since, I believe, Terrence Edwards. Um, I mean, it's been a long time. And so that's, you know, obviously that is a, a light, uh, you know, in a injury-riddled season. But also Lad McConkey, you know, he's he's been great. He has stepped up with Jermaine Burton and obviously George Pickens and Kiaris Jackson and no Dom Blaylock. Um, he has been probably our most consistent wide receiver, um, and, and it's just been it's been fun to watch. Then you have, uh, you know, JT Daniels has the oblique injury, and now he's got a lat injury, and and Stetson Bennett has came in and, and he's delivered, and you know, Kirby Smart has had some sort of quarterback controversy almost every season that he has been a head coach at UGA, almost every season. And it's never been a controversy of you're playing a quarterback that is bad when there is clearly a better quarterback sitting on the bench. That's not the case. The argument can be made that whoever Kirby Smart is deciding to play is actually playing really well. Uh, The fans and everybody else just want to see the guy that's sitting on the bench. And, you know, that's the case right now. And I don't hate Stetson Bennett. 
Uh, I have nothing against the guy. I think he has done a phenomenal job running the offense. I would go so far as to say throw recruiting rankings and everything out of the window. I would say that Stetson Bennett is actually better than Jake Fromm was. He has the mobility. He's a game manager. I think he has a better deep ball and deep ball accuracy than Jake Fromm. He doesn't quite do the you know the reads at the line and the checks, um, and and I don't know that anybody has the the sideline throws you know outside the hash marks that that Jake Fromm had. But to be honest with you, overall as a as a total quarterback and what he brings to the table, I think Stetson Bennett's actually a better quarterback than Jake Fromm was. With that said, I think JT Daniels is still the better quarterback over Stetson Bennett. He doesn't have that mobility factor that Stetson does, you know, running that that 30-yard run that he had against Auburn, uh, you know, getting outside of the pocket, getting the first down with his legs. JT Daniels doesn't have that repertoire in his, you know, he doesn't have that. Um, It's not a tool that's in his bag. But what JT Daniels does have, he's got the football IQ. He's not going to put the ball into bad situations. Stetson Bennett does do that. He's lucky to only have two interceptions this season. He honestly could have five or six um, because he usually at least once or twice a game, Stetson Bennett puts the ball where he shouldn't. Um, JT Daniels, you really don't see that where you're holding your breath just waiting for the ball to be picked off because it was tipped in the air or whatever. JT Daniels, when when he's in and, and he's under center, the offense just seems to click more. You know, there, it seems to be faster paced. Um, the receivers just seem to be more... I mean, everything just seems to be more crisp when JT Daniels is in there at quarterback. So I mean, is there a is there a quarterback controversy in Athens? What do you do if you're Kirby Smart and Todd Munkin? Is it the same situation? I mean, can you? They didn't pull Jake Fromm, you know, because he wasn't playing poorly. Yes, Justin Fields was the better quarterback, and that was you know obvious once he went to Ohio State. And it, you know, it's very likely the same thing in this scenario. JT Daniels is the better quarterback. But how do you pull how do you pull Stetson Bennett? I mean, you know, 250 yards a game, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. I mean, what else do you want from the guy? I think this these are my personal thoughts and opinions. I don't think that UGA can win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Period. I think UGA is going to have to have JT Daniels healthy and at quarterback in order to win the national championship, whether that's against Alabama, whether it's against Ohio State, Cincinnati, and and it may even come sooner than that in the SEC championship game, depending on who we play. But I think to, to reach the ultimate goal, JT Daniels is going to have to be healthy the receivers are going to have to be healthy. And in my humble opinion, I think all of that actually happens during this bye week. I think there were a lot of players that were really close to returning, including JT Daniels, that they were just waiting to get to the bye week 
and not play them unless absolutely necessary. I think 100% that JT Daniels could have played against Kentucky. But they were going to take the wait-and-see approach and see if they needed him. They didn't. It was 30-13, to 13 and really it wasn't even that close. I mean, Kentucky marched down the field on a 12-minute drive at the end of the game, called a timeout with three seconds left just to score and make it 30-13, to 13, whatever. Won't get into that, but, um, you know, they didn't need JT Daniels against Kentucky. Haven't needed JT Daniels since he's been out. But why not, after the bye week, let's get everything back Let's get everything back clicking. We're, you know, we're going to be back to close to 100% after the bye week. Darnell Washington is back. Jermaine Burton is back. Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint is back. Arian Smith could be back. There's even rumors of a fella named George Pickens being cleared for the Florida game. Don Blaylock. Is Kyrus Jackson 100%? You know, so there's there's all these wide receivers, all of these weapons that should be healthy and able to return here in the next eight or nine days when Georgia plays Florida. And, and why not? Let's get this offense humming for the final five games of the season and go into that SEC championship game just knowing that our offense can win a shootout with anybody just in case our defense happens to have a bad day. I don't think it I you know I I don't think that Georgia's defense is is going to give up 30 points to any team in the country. I think they're just way too talented, way too deep and way too disciplined for that to happen. But you know, we don't know that a defense couldn't hold Stetson Bennett to 17 or 20 points. So, you know, if we're in a, a fourth quarter brawl and it's 17 to 14, I would rather have JT Daniels in that game. And again, I just, I think in order to get to where we want to go and the ultimate goal of winning the national, you know, winning the SEC, first of all, and then winning a national championship, we have to get on the right page. Let's get all of the starters back. All of that momentum back that we had in the offseason. And let's let's get this offense clicking and let's see what it does. It's going to be fun to watch. And I, I don't want to be the pot stirrer saying that, you know, there's a, a quarterback controversy in Athens because, man, I do not envy this decision by Kirby Smart. Because you're, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you pull Stetson Bennett and JT goes out there and he gets hurt, well, you're going to have you're going to have some people that are going to rip Kirby's head off. And at the same time, if you trot Stetson Bennett out there and he struggles and all of a sudden Georgia's down 14 to zero against Florida. And now you have to bring JT Daniels in just to win the game. Well, they're, they're going to have the other side of the coin where people are saying, why do you keep giving Stetson Bennett a chance? This is JT Daniels team. He's the starter. Stop it. So it's going to be very interesting to see, and I don't think any there there are going to be no uh, cards you know dealt. There's going to be nothing tipped off to where we're going to know who's going to start that game until we see which quarterback lines up behind Cedric Van Pran Granger at the Florida game because that is the only time over the last three or four weeks where we have actually known who is going to play quarterback for the University of Georgia. Whoever lines up 
behind Cedric in pregame warm-ups is your starter. That is the only way that we know because Kirby's not going to say it. He's not going to name anybody a starter. You'll have to figure it out during pregame warm-ups. So it'll be interesting to see who is come next week. But I'm excited. UGA is 7-0. We have a bye this week. We need it, guys. We, we've got to get healthy. We've got to get these wide receivers back on the field. We've got to get JT at 100%, get this offense clicking, and just roll the final five games of the season, have all of that momentum going into the SEC championship game and into the college football playoff. Uh, so, so let's get healthy. I don't know when my next podcast will be, but I do appreciate you listening as always. If you would, please follow my podcast. Leave a review if you feel so inclined. You can also follow my uh, YouTube channel, Fourth Quarter Lights, on YouTube. I do post videos over there. And again, I appreciate all of you listening. You all have a great day, and go dogs.